Hello everyone, welcome to Made to Dream. I'm your host, Maya Chanel, and here we share stories from women around the world to inspire, encourage, and empower women and young girls to dream without limitations. Today, I have the ultimate pleasure of speaking with Ms. Jess Critchlow, and she's an owner and a coach, and I'm so excited for you guys to hear all the great things she has to say. She has a great personality, and we just got to have the best conversation before we start this podcast. So, hey, Jess, how are you doing today? I'm good. And I'm just, I'm so excited to play. I'm, we're going to, yeah, we're going to, this is going to be fun. We're going to have fun. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. So let's get started. Let the audience know a little bit more about you and what you do. Okay. So I'm Jess Critchlow. I run a training and coaching company called Light Up Work, where the biggest thing I do and the thing I'm so oh, just juiced up about is, is confidence specifically at work. Um, and I work with, I work with men and women. Um, my big thing is you can't be a jerk. I'll, I'll like, that's my cleaned up way of saying it, but I, I want to, and I'm so excited and juiced up and jacked up about those people who are the kind, compassionate, empathetic people we need in powerful roles. And we need as managers and business owners and leaders, giving them the, the confidence side of things to step mm-hmm. into those roles and to go after those roles. So that's the work that I do in training and coaching people around that. I love it. I think that's important because there's so many people who are lacking confidence in themselves and we kind of self-doubt ourselves, self-sabotage ourselves mm-hmm. and kind of just feel like, you know, we have these self-limiting beliefs that just destruct us and stop us from reaching our potential. So, yeah. you know, that's what we're all here for today to encourage, yeah. to empower, uplift. So yeah. I'm all for it. So let us know a little bit about how you got started in this field that you're in. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, here's the deal. So I have had a very successful career in corporate world. Like I'm even one of those weirdos who enjoys corporate. I'm not even self-employed because okay. I can it. I just, it was, you know, life changed and all those things. But, mm-hmm. but what I found early in my career is my confidence was a full on house of cards. Like I appeared confident and everyone was like, wow, you're so confident for so, you know, early in your career, blah, blah. And I'm like, yes, I know. Thank you. And inside (laughs) I was like, no, I'm a sweaty, just gross mess inside. Like I was not. And the minute I got negative feedback or something I'd planned, a piece of work or project didn't go the way I wanted it to, I went and like, I collapsed. Um. And for a while, I thought that was normal. I thought like, oh, confidence will come with time. It's just mm-hmm. a thing like you get as you spend years in your career. Right. And yeah, that was not my experience at all. Like <laughs> that didn't magically happen. So I full on dove down the rabbit hole of all the professional development. Like mm-hmm. you name one and I can pretty much guarantee I did it. Um, coaching, training, seminars, workshops, year-long programs, mentoring programs, Buddhist retreat in the woods, pup, like all the things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I sort of had to build my confidence from the ground up and learn about it. And yeah, I'm like evangelizing, <laughs> spreading the good word and having other people not have to spend 10 years and tens of thousands of dollars to learn some of the things that I learned. And so that's, that's where the background of why this was the thing that I really narrowed in on. I love it. So what would you say is the biggest thing that kept you from discovering your confidence? I think that's a key player Mm -hmm. in the field is what is it that, you know, 
was stopping you from building that confidence mm-hmm. or discovering that within yourself. Yeah. Okay. So there's two things I'm actually going to say. And one is I was a woman in a male dominated industry. Mm-hmm. I was regularly the only woman in a room. Um, and I worked with amazing men. Don't get me wrong. This isn't about to be a sob story of like misogyny. <laughs> um, but the reality is we live in a culture that doesn't, doesn't yet value women in the same way and women's mm-hmm. strengths. And, and I say women like mm-hmm. traditionally feminine type of things. Right. right. Um, and so part of it was the reality of being the only woman in a room was incredibly hard. And the things that came naturally to me, I made wrong, like personal warmth, influencing skills, building relationships, those kind of typically feminine things. It doesn't have, mm-hmm. it's not about being man or woman. It's just those things we define as feminine. Um, those were easy for me and I disregarded. Mm-hmm. So that was one is just the reality of being a woman in corporate in male dominated industries. It does chip away at you. No one's right. fault. It's, it's just the system. Like it's the super mm-hmm. you're in. So that's one. Um, but the second one is more, was more within my control. And that was a lot of the the internal stuff. So I had the external stuff figured out. Like I had the tips and tricks and the techniques of how to present and look confident. I knew that stuff, Mm -hmm. but the inner game of not taking things personally, Mm -hmm. how to solicit and incorporate feedback and praise without being like my whole psyche and my whole self-worth being tied to it. Like Mm -hmm. some of these inner game things, I didn't even know were a factor, let alone how to do them. Um, And so that was a big part for me is unlocking what is the piece that I actually can control because I live in North America. um, And that was the reality of that is it is harder often to be a woman in in corporate environments. No one's fault. Like I'm not, it's just the system we're in. Um, Mm -hmm. I couldn't control that, but I could control what was going on in my head. So that was the piece that I, I needed to figure out. No, I love that. And I love how you um, mentioned about, you know, taking things too personal because we can Mm. step into that, into womanhood. I think sometimes we blame ourselves a lot for things that are happening Mm -hmm. when sometimes it's like, like you said, things that you can't control or things that aren't, you know, your fault necessarily, but we still try to blame ourselves for the things that are happening in our, in our area specifically. I mean, and let's be clear, I am one, one body part away from the apex of privilege here. I'm cisgender, heteronormative, white, able-bodied, like I've got almost all the privileges. So this isn't, and I still felt that. So if I felt that, I can only guess at what other people would feel, right? So we need to be very clear that there are actual things in our way. There are actual Mm -hmm. systemic things, relationship things. Um, corporate setup, like cultural Mm -hmm. things, those are real and they exist and they are in our way to, you know, achieving career goals, to being confident, to showing up as a badass. Like Mm -hmm. those exist. That's not in our head that exists. Mm -hmm. So what we don't want to do is like layer on top, all of our own baggage on top of the hill you're already climbing. Right. Mm -hmm. Does that like, does that make sense? Mm -hmm. No, most definitely. I feel like my first steps to gaining confidence in myself, um, because I feel like, you know, stepping into an entrepreneurial space or any type of new situation, something that's new and unfamiliar to you that 
is not something that is like the easiest thing. We all know entrepreneurship is not easy. Mm -hmm. I think just being strong and being firm um, not to say that I don't have my days where I'm just like, oh my gosh. Like, <laughs> yeah, I still cry in my car too. Yeah, I, I get just it. give up, you know. <laughs> like, I know, I think sometimes like um, the world gives us this image that, you know, successful people don't cry. Successful mm. people aren't real people and different things like that. But we, like everyone goes through something. Everyone oh, yeah. goes through their own process of finding themselves, finding their mm. confidence. And I think the way that I've been able to um, basically kind of build upon my confidence is I do a lot of mindset work. Like, yeah. I mean, I re- like I, w- I would say I read a lot of books, but I just have them on audiobooks. <laughs> <laughs> that counts. You're still taking it in. <laughs> right. I'm still taking, I'm still taking it in. But I, re- I do a lot of audiobooks, mm-hmm. like, on mindset. So what do you say is, like, was, like, your key factor or is your key factor to still continuously building upon your confidence? Oh, my gosh. So I, I, I know exactly something that came to mind that I think will be useful. So we have to, and I still wrestle with this, so I don't have this mastered, but we have to change the way that we think confidence feels like, Mm -hmm. right? Like we hear confidence and we think like shoulders back and no emotions and like really (laughs) stoic and like, oh, like brave, Mm -hmm. right? We have this like no sweaty palms, no blood rushing to your head, just like (laughs) calm, cool, and collect. Right? Like yes. this is a lot of us. Like that Wonder work. Woman pose. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I, exactly. And I love me some Wonder Woman, but mm-hmm. I we got we have to rewrite that in our heads, mm-hmm. right? Like, so I'll give you a really good example of a recent one or recent-ish. So a couple of years ago, I did a TEDx speech, um, speaking awesome. engagement, and it was so magical, right? Mm-hmm. And the the feedback I got afterwards from people were like, "You're so confident on stage." I'm like, mm-hmm, cool. Yeah, agreed how are you defining confident? They're like, well, you weren't nervous at all. I was like, oh, <laughs> no, see, we're seeing it differently. I was- You guys so- see me hyperventilating yeah. before. I, I, <laughs> like, I legit thought I was going to throw up in my mouth. I was nervous. That's not, these are two different measures. Nerves and confidence are two different measures. And so what I was doing before I went on stage and I enjoy public speaking. So let's be like, it's not a phobia for me. So I have an advantage mm-hmm. there, but I was pacing backstage <laughs> quietly because I'm trying not to like disturb the speaker who's on but pacing backstage going saying these two things to myself over and over like a a weirdo I kept Mm -hmm. saying of course you're nervous you're about to be brave of course your heart is racing you're excited to go out there Mm -hmm. and it sounds like super hokey and like what whatever but but what that means is instead of my brain interpreting all of those like sweaty palms and nerves as you're not ready you're not confident. Mm-hmm. You're not ready. It was interpreted as I'm trying to like rewire the brain to think you're excited because mm-hmm. they're the set. Like they feel the same in our body, yeah. right? Like if mm-hmm. you see like the biggest thing that always makes me laugh is Olympic athletes. They're always interviewed. And they're like the presenters are like, so, okay. Are you nervous to go down no. this hill? They don't go like, yeah, man, I am <laughs> leaping my pants. Like, no, they're like, no, I'm so excited. Uh-huh. It's the same feeling as nerves. They've just trained themselves to see it as I'm excited. I'm all jacked up. I can't wait to go down. And that's mm-hmm. one of the big things for me that people can do now. Like you don't have to mm-hmm. spend any money on this. You don't have to hire anyone. You, you can just start to re like, 
and say it out loud, even like be hokey about it. Who cares? Mm-hmm. Of course, I'm nervous. I'm about to be brave. Or of course, my heart is racing. I'm so excited to do this. Start mm-hmm. to rewire the way your brain interprets those reactions in your body. Mm-hmm. That does that mm-hmm. you get what I'm no, I get it. <laughs> I get it. It's like, you have to kind of just tell yourself, you know, yeah. you're, you can do this. Like those times when you're like, oh, I should just give up is mm-hmm. the time that you should tell yourself, you know what? It's just preparing you for when it's coming. It's yeah. coming, but you just prepare yourself. Like, you know, let's, let's practice our game face. Let's practice our excited face for <laughs> when it all happens, you know, <laughs> things like that. Just kind of like, continuously motivating yourself it's like a continuous motivation and Mm -hmm. I totally get what you're talking about and a lot of times people don't like they see the product but they don't see the preparation it's like you know having a big Thanksgiving meal and everyone comes to cook and then they're asking you know your grandma who prepared the meal why aren't you eating they don't see all of the work Mm -hmm. that went into her preparing the result of that Thanksgiving dinner. So it's sometimes like you have to kind of dig deep and find out how was the preparation or learn more about that to see mm-hmm. why the product is this way. Yeah. I, yeah. That is, that is such a good analogy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause everyone, I don't, I, my grandmother's like, you know, after Thanksgiving, like they would not eat like that. <laughs> like, 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 and then I got older, I got older and started doing all of this cooking. And I was like, wait a minute, like, this is mm-hmm. what people were doing for 40, 50 years. Oh, I need a chef. So true. I know. I know. It's so true. Yeah. But and I know that my house is catered. I'm not. Doing- yeah. <laughs> I'm like spring rolls. We'll put spring rolls in the oven. That's right. <laughs> That's just how it is. It's like no one really sees, you mm-hmm. know the preparation or the all yeah. the work that goes into that end result that confidence mm-hmm. and the work that you've had to do to do that so absolutely I think that's a great aspect to talk about well and you know I even think like to to think about that idea of redefining confidence for yourself and like mm-hmm. separating it from nerves nervousness mm-hmm. and confidence being two different things I think if you are not feeling that nervousness that kind of sweaty palm feeling Um, I don't think that means you're confident. I think that means you're probably a little complacent and that's okay. I love complacency too. Like I factor it into my work because it feels great and I love it, (laughs) but let's just not like, let's not get confused here. If you don't have that nervous, sweaty feeling, there's probably the next level. Maybe you might want to start looking at. Right. Like I always said, they, I've always heard that being nervous before something big is the best thing that you can do because it means that you care. Yes. Oh, yes. 100% agree with that. Mm-hmm. And then um, I love how you talked about, you know, defining that definition of confidence. I feel like there's so many different things that we have to redefine in this world. And um, even just redefining like standardization of things, like different pathways that we could take. And I talk about this a lot about how um, there's, you can study one thing and then the world tells you that, oh, you just, this is the path. If you study this, Mm -hmm. this is your path. Like for instance, like me graduating in biomedical sciences, um, the normal path for me to take would, 
either be like becoming a doctor, mm-hmm. uh, you know, m- number one, or just doing nursing and stuff, because I know a lot of people that were in my degree field that did nursing as well, um, or just research. And I was like, uh, that's not really what I want to do. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing is, the thing that I was always on that pathway to become a doctor, because that's what society told me was mm. successful. Mm-hmm. You know, those different things, um, yeah. being a doctor, lawyer, teacher, nurse, yeah. um, that's what society defined as success. So I was like, okay, let me pick the one that I think I'm um, happiest with. And then when I got several different mentors in the medical field, I mean, I had a head of trauma as a mentor. I had a pediatrician, a dermatologist, uh, OBGYN. I would ask them all these different questions about their career. But once I got older, I don't know, something kind of clicked to me that was like, ask them about what their lifestyle is like. And then mm-hmm. I started asking about those different things. And I was just like, wait a minute, is this what I want? Like, mm-hmm. I don't think, I'm not sure if, because, you know, we have to realize that our careers are not just careers. Like we have to have a life outside of that as well. Some jobs don't really don't let you have a life. Let's be mm-hmm. honest about that. But, mm-hmm. you know, you have to see if that aligns with your lifestyle as well, because your job is not your entire life. It's so serendipitous that you bring that up. Cause I, I had a huge realization about that recently. I, so I went to school, um, I did a psychology degree and then I did postgraduate studies in HR human resource management. Mm-hmm. And I have been really conflicted about like closing the door on going back into a corporate HR or, or training role. Um, for that matter is I'm like, I spent like years and thousands of dollars and, and like, I, I dedicated this. And then I had this moment of like, am I really going to base the rest of my life around a decision I made when I was 18 years old? Really? Like 18 year old me, I love her, but she was not the wisest person in the room. Like she was, (laughs) so I I had this huge, like, because it's like, oh. we don't get a chance to explore. We no. really don't. It's like, we get older and we realize these certain things. And it's like, wait a minute, I could do that? Like, I no legitimately, that. <laughs> I le- so I did my degree in psychology and I am proud of that because I did it purely because those are the courses I loved. So I was like, oh, I'll do that. Um, and then this is what I did. And I'm not kidding you. When it came time to do postgraduate studies, I was like, well, I Googled, what jobs could you get? And the number number seven on the list for Canada at the time was HR. And I was like, I guess I'll go do that. That was my strategy for the rest wow. of my like, livelihood. So am mm-hmm. I really going to spend the rest of my life honoring that decision from an 18-year-old? Like, mm-hmm. I, I just was like, oh, yeah, no, I can just not do that. And I can mm-hmm. realize that maybe the choice I made at 18 because of what Google told me to do probably doesn't need to define the rest of my career now I can like mm-hmm. pivot just you a can, wee bit you can pivot take a new journey start something new and I think that's um another thing that we have to redefine mm-hmm. starting over oh. does not mean the end of the world yes oh man like okay I know that I don't know who I sorry I can't attribute the quote but it's that quote of like oh it, say it's four years to get this degree the four years mm-hmm. are gonna go by anyways mm-hmm they're going to pass. It's just, do you have a degree or the training or the company or whatever the thing is you're hungry for? Do you Mm -hmm. have that after the four years or are you, or are you here? And if you're happy and joyful here and you love where you are, then yes, keep doing Mm -hmm. that. 
but just don't make it a like, oh, it's going to take me six years to get that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're going to happen anyway. So what do you want to do in those six years? Right. No, definitely. Like we talked about, um, you know, where my background stems from and the different things that got me to the place where I am now. And I honestly realized, I think in my sophomore year, that's when like all of that started clicking with the, mm. I started asking questions about the lifestyle. I was like, okay, I, I already know that this is not really what I want to do, mm. but I'm just going to finish anyways, because mm-hmm. I'm just, I only have one more year. Yeah. So um, <laughs> I was just like, you know, might as well. But that's when I started my virtual um, assistant agency. I started getting my foot in the door in the entrepreneurial world a little bit more because I know that is ultimately the pathway that I was going to take. So I was doing that still, but I wanted to make sure that I got something out of it as well for what I ultimately want to do in the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, I think the biggest thing I'd say is for anyone who's like, but I don't know what my passion is. Let me be clear. I don't actually know what my passion is right now. I'm really juiced up about helping people be confident, Mm -hmm. but that was, it's not like I was a five-year-old going, I want to help people become, this isn't, I wouldn't argue it's my passion. I'd say it's the thing I'm excited about right now. And I got really curious about over the years. Mm -hmm. Um, So don't worry about like, finding your passion if you don't have it then you don't have it don't worry about that just get curious like and that's another thing your passion does not have to stay the same for your entire life totally you're you're allowed to have different passions you're allowed to Mm -hmm. like different projects you're allowed to have a passion for a certain amount of time and then find something else like it's okay that's cool yeah I think you know we're on this type of you know definition of life where you're supposed to like one thing do it for the rest of your life (laughs) that's what it's supposed to be and I think that life is a gift where there are so many different possibilities for us to explore and a lot of people are missing out on that and I tell people all the time like if you want to write a book write a book even Mm. if you don't even if you don't sell it even if you know it doesn't become a New York Times bestseller you've done something that you wanted to do. You only have one life. Like what, like, what are you going to do? Just say, okay, like I was here, but I wish I could have done this. I wish I could have done this. I really wanted to do that, but you know, I didn't know if it was, I was one of the cards that I should play. Mm -hmm. Honestly, I just feel like if I want to do it, I'm going to do it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's so true. And the things we get so serious about, we start holding on like so tightly we make it so serious and it's like yes. chill out man just play with it a little bit yes. like you can just just have <laughs> play it's fine and if you write your whole book and no one ever buys it mm-hmm. whatever like mm-hmm. I mean you wrote a book and that's amazing and that's what you wanted to do like mm-hmm. that's great mm-hmm. I, I mean it you know like a friend of mine retired um oh I don't know maybe five years ago she's like okay I'm retired she had like she spent her career in, in finance and banking she's like I'm retired and now mm-hmm. we chatted the other day and she's like yeah I feel like I'm just getting like now I'm I have so much more I want to do I'm like yeah do it it's not like you retire and then you move to right, a trailer in Florida and die. like yeah you have a whole <laughs> third of your life left like cool make more magic like you know right. there's no life has told us 
go to, um, you know, go to school, go to college, mm -hmm. um, get a job, retire from that job when you're mm -hmm. like 50 or 60. If you're yeah. a doctor, you're retiring at like 70 or 80. And then, then you're supposed to travel. But those are the years where, mm -hmm. you know, you're not able to do the same things you were do able to do when you were like in your twenties or mm -hmm. something. Mm -hmm. So it's like, honestly, we, I feel like we take each day as if we have forever to live and mm. that's not the case I so think true. sometimes we just need to like stop and smell the roses it's like life goes by so fast mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like it feels like yesterday that you know I just was like 18 I mean I'm 23 I now but it's like 18 came and went so fast mm-hmm and it's just like, wow, like next thing you know, I'm going to be 30. And I'm just like, <laughs> man, I sometimes look up and I'm like, why are there two kids here? And I'm like, oh my God, I have children. What? When? No, girl, that is, what? that is really going to take a shock for me. So I'm going to be like, what in the world? When did this happen? Sometimes I'm like, when? what are you doing here? And why do I have to take care of you? And yeah, totally. Yeah it still blows my mind that I'm like, but what, what's, what? <laughs> what's going no, up? Where am I? Where are the grownups? Like where, and I'm a grownup? What? But yeah. I didn't get that graduation. Like, what? <laughs> but it's true. There was no ceremony so for that, you know? Yeah, I, mean, I don't remember that. I don't remember that at all, that initiation. But yeah, you're right. Like, I just, life is short. And even when it's long, do you really want to spend all that time being unhappy? And I will put, like, I will put a flag up for, I tell people, it, your paid work doesn't have to be your whole soul's purpose on this earth. Like, mm -hmm. it's okay if you go to your job as a financial advisor and like it. Don't be miserable. If you're miserable, change. But you go and you enjoy it. And then your passion is like, dancing the merengue on Saturdays. That's, that's cool. You don't have to Do make that into your career. Happy. That's fine. Right. You can make jewelry and still go to your job as a nurse. That's great. Mm -hmm. Just, just like exactly what you did, like check in on your act, like your whole life. Mm -hmm. are, like is all of it. Yeah. There's bad spots and there's, we got to do bookkeeping and stuff like that. Sure. Mm -hmm. But is this life feel good? Does it feel like there's some pockets of bliss in there amongst all the just day-to-day -day figuring out what's for dinner? And if there's right. not, then maybe something needs to shift a little bit. Mm -hmm. No, mm -hmm. most definitely. Yeah. Most definitely. So I do want to get your opinion. Uh, what would you say are your top two life lessons that you've learned and would help other women and girls dream without limitations? Okay. Oh, so good. Um, I think the, the number one is you can't do it alone. I wish we could all be Wonder Woman and like march out with our little armbands, but it's not a thing. <laughs> you have to have people in your life who are cheerleading you and championing you. And if you don't have them, find them. Like right. make that, put that on the to-do list even. Like find people who support me. And, and when I tell them my big dream, instead of going like, Oh, good luck with that. <laughs> They're like, yes. <laughs> and how can I help? You need those people. You yeah. need them. That is a non-negotiable. So that's one that I found out for sure. Mm -hmm. um, 
And I think the other one too is, um, and I'm still figuring this one out, but is to be gentle on ourselves. Yes. No, like I showed up to a meeting and I didn't challenge the way I meant to, and I didn't champion my idea. And I, like, I got really quiet when I was shut down and then, Mm -hmm. and then I layer on beating myself up for not being confident enough and not speaking up enough Mm -hmm. and not be, ugh. It's a lot. This is hard. I think as like we talked about earlier, as women, we're really, really hard on ourselves, Mm -hmm. really hard on ourselves. And, you know, everything, this should not have to weigh down on us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's okay to let go of some things, to let go of some of that weight and just feel free. I feel like sometimes if we feel free and like, feel like we like have some time to relax, we're like, whoa, 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 whoa. (laughs) What's going on? I'm I'm forgetting something. Like sometimes you don't have to be forgetting anything. You don't have to be forgetting anything at all. I took yesterday afternoon off, which I don't normally ever do. Mm-hmm. Um, for the exact reason of I was feeling really frantic and stressed and overwhelmed. And so ironically for me, the solution is I need some like time mm-hmm. to just play. Right. And it was weird. Like I got <laughs> I got back home like hours before my my spouse thought I was gonna be home. And he's like, What are you doing here? I thought this was your day off. Why are you here? I'm like <laughs> <laughs> I ran out of things to do. I didn't, I just, I don't like, so I am really trying to play with play really. And mm-hmm. like figure out what does fill up the, res, like the reservoir, what gives me fun and play and right. because I think I've like forgotten somehow mm-hmm. along the way. And that is not good enough. Like I need to be able to just play and find energy through that. And so yeah, I'm figuring it out because apparently I don't know what that is based on my day off. I don't have a clue. So yeah, working on it. Listen, I probably don't either because I've always been like a homebody. So it's not like I like go out to party and stuff. Mostly like to eat. So I'll probably take myself out to eat about three times within four hours. So I'll come back home swollen probably. But... <laughs> That's probably the only thing. Only thing. Okay. Oh, go out to eat. Maybe home goods. Um, Target. Yeah, I admit um, I did wander around happy. home since for a while and like smelled candles. That felt good. Um, yeah, I bought Target a knife. <laughs> I think I looked like a weirdo because then I went through the Starbucks drive-through with a huge knife on my front seat, and the guy was probably like, "Ooh, <laughs> weirdo." But anyways, it's fine. I got my chai oh, latte. That was goodness. part of the fun. Oh my goodness. But before we do close out, I do want to give you the opportunity to allow the audience if they want to reach you or just follow your journey. How can they do that? Yes. So I, you can find me, Instagram is my usual playground at lightupwork. And my website as well is lightupwork.com. And that has some free confidence stuff on there. And there's like a fun confidence archetypes quiz if you want to get a report to play with, because yeah, I just, we got to get this stuff out there. Um, so yeah, I do a ton of just webinars and stuff like that, if that's useful. So you can grab um, a lot of that on my website and connect with me there. Awesome. 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 So we'll have that in the show notes um, as always. And it was just awesome having this conversation with you today, Jess. Um, Maya, thank you wonderful. so Thank you so so much for letting me come and play. This is this this has been playful for me. So I guess I got to <laughs> this do is fun. This is fun for me. I love doing these type of things. But we thank you so much, and we thank the audience once again for tuning in. This is Made to Dream. I'm your host Maya Chanel, and we'll see you next time.